spleen. Ah, the spleen feels like one of those things that you should know about, but maybe you don't really know what it does or where it is or what it's for. And is there just one spleen or is there one on each side? Okay. The, <laughs> the anatomy of the spleen. Uh, functions first. What does the spleen do? Hang on, hang on. First of all, I better start my timer, hadn't I? Otherwise I'll be uh, cheating. Okay, five minutes on the clock. What does the spleen do? It's another one of those blood filters, really, kind of. That's one of its jobs anyway. So it has important blood roles. If we were to take a spleen and a nice fresh one and slice it open, we'd see a red pulp and white pulp. And that red pulp is red because in there are red blood cells and platelets. So it stores red blood cells and platelets so you can imagine that if you needed to repopulate the red blood cells in your in your blood after maybe losing some blood and you needed to clot some wounds the spleen would be useful for that it also breaks down old red blood cells as part of the iron recycling process now the white pulp we would see around arteries entering the spleen and in here we see cells of the immune system lymphocytes and monocytes and what have you so it's a very very important organ of the immune system one of its roles is in antibody production um, it does drain to the lymphatic system but it's not just a big lymph node, so it doesn't receive lymph. It just drains its lymph like other organs do. All right, what about the anatomy then? Okay, it's about as big as your fist almost. As I said, it's reddy brown. It's got a thin capsule surrounding it. Um, it has a concave surface on the deep surface where the hilum is, where stuff enters and leaves it, you know, blood vessels. It's pressed up against the ribs on its outer surface. So it's kind of convex on its outer surface. Really, the diaphragm is between the spleen and the ribs. It's inferior to the diaphragm. It's on the left side. It's lateral. It is unpaired. There's only one spleen. It's quite close to the kidneys and it's similar in shape and size to the kidneys. So don't mistake the spleen for a kidney. The kidneys are very posterior. The spleen is very lateral um, and it's deep to ribs 9 to 11. The stomach is anterior. The left colic flexure, so that that right angle turn in from transverse colon to descending colon is anterior to the spleen. Uh, and you can't normally palpate uh, a spleen, like a normal sized spleen, because it's deep to the rib. So imagine the rib cage and it's, it's under there. Now, an enlarged spleen can be palpated, but hopefully you need to ask the patient to take a deep breath and then the diaphragm will push down and it'll push the spleen inferiorly and if it's enlarged, you know, beyond the ribs so that you can feel it. The spleen is covered in peritoneum. Uh, that's continuous with the peritoneum of the stomach and the left kidney. So it's connected to the stomach by the gastrosplenic ligament and it's connected to the left kidney by the splenorenal ligament. Uh, the surgeons tell me this is useful because you can you can move it around a bit if you need to. Blood supply. Um, as the aorta passes through the diaphragm and into the abdomen, the first anterior branch is the celiac trunk. The splenic artery is one of the branches of the celiac trunk and it runs along the pancreas to the spleen. So the pancreas pushes out to the left and pushes into the spleen. The splenic artery is a bit of a wiggly one, supplies blood to the pancreas and the spleen then. Venous drainage, the splenic vein 
runs in the opposite direction. The inferior mesenteric vein drains into it, and then they meet the superior mesenteric vein, and the meeting of those three veins forms the hepatic portal vein. So all of the blood from the gastrointestinal tract and the spleen are going to run to the liver before they go back to the inferior vena cava. So the functions of the spleen are somewhat related to the functions of the liver. Uh, the lymphatic vessels of the spleen follow the blood vessels. We have uh, drainage to pancreaticosplenic lymph nodes and then celiac lymph nodes, and then we're back to the aorta, the you know, paraaortic lymph nodes. Now, trauma. Spleen, the spleen is near the surface. It's near the ribs. It has a rich blood supply and a thin capsule, which means it can be damaged by a blow to the left side of the torso or a fractured rib. In Wales, this is this is something we see uh, caused during rugby matches sometimes. So it can bleed internally and it's difficult to stop this bleeding, which makes it dangerous. It can be difficult to repair and may need to be removed, which is a splenectomy. But surgeons, they try to avoid this these days and repair methods have improved because the spleen is really really important in normal immune function if you have your spleen removed you will probably be on daily antibiotics for life and a medical bracelet or a card would be sensible to present if you become ill um, an enlarged spleen or oh, here goes my timer Last few words on an enlarged spleen why might the spleen get larger well given everything we've spoken about if somebody has oddly shaped red blood cells for, caused by various diseases, then there might be an increase in the number of broken down red blood cells, which then accumulate in the spleen. So uh, an enlarged spleen can be associated with forms of anemia. Also, we saw immune cells in there. So if you have an increased rate of synthesis of immune cells, for example, in an infection, you'd have a large spleen. And blood cancers can metastasize to the spleen because of its role with the blood and cause an enlarged spleen. And there are others, but those are the key ones to think about. So think about function and relate that to pathology and anatomy and stuff. Okay, that's the anatomy of the spleen in five minutes with a, with a bit of extra dressing. <laughs>